Could you pay me in advance? <laughs> you serious? Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? presidential than any president that's ever held this office. You big dummy! When you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here we go. I see my audio. Let me see you. Yep, you didn't say anything yet, so... Anytime. Okay. Hey, Anytime. Hey, 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 hey. Here we are. There we go. I thought that was funny. Okay, you say something now. I'll say something now. Are we good? Yeah, we're good. It'll all level out okay. Yeah, it'll all level out. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I hope. We hope. So what, what's going on? Uh, let's see what's going on. Not much. Just, um, you know, doing, you know, California things. Not really, actually. I'm not doing any <laughs> California things. Although I did, um, I saw a friend the other day and we sat outside and we had a cup of coffee and caught up a bit. And um, probably the most California thing that I've sort of experienced sort of kind of was a, uh, an outdoor, it was tented, uh-huh. uh, but it was like an outdoor spin class going on okay, kind of like okay. over there. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a kind of a California thing that happens with I gotta, people. I, let me so. ask you a legitimate question. I'm not making fun of anybody doing it or any of that. Um, it's always so nice there. Why would you ride a stationary bike? Because um, I think that it's sort of like like the motivational aspect of it. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. You know, cause you've got yep. someone leading the class and they're going faster, they're going slower, they're doing different things. Okay. And, yeah. No, you know, I was, so, I, I was legitimately wondering, not making fun of, you it, know, it's, so. it's, you know, you can, you yeah. know, why, why would you do, I don't know, go to an aerobics class. You could do, I mean, any type of working oh, out no, I thing. Just, I just figured because like how many times do you have to cancel riding a bike in San Diego? What once every three years? Yeah, right. So, so, I mean, but it's interesting because, like, Peter rides a bike, like, he does, like, 25, 30 miles a day uh, on a stationary bike. And he'll, like, watch a movie or something like that during that time. But he'll, you know, and I've asked okay, him, I'm like, man, okay. it's always gorgeous. How don't you just hop on a bike and go? And he's just like, nah. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, when you, when you explain it that way, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. All right. So I'm the type, I, I don't think I could go that long on a stationary bike. Um, back before I owned a car, I was, I mean, I rode my bike everywhere. I lived right. in Reading and went to school in Boston and um, I rode my bike. Oh, yeah. my friends are getting together in Harvard Square. I'll just hop on my, and like literally like hopping on my bike and going from Reading into Cambridge mm. was 
just what I did. Right, right. You know, weather permitting. So I rode my bike everywhere. Yeah. Um, and here it's even more bike friendly. There are bike lanes everywhere. Yes. And um, so, I mean, and I'm talking bike lanes on a road that would be similar to like, um, like Storo Drive or something like that, you know, okay, or like okay. Mass Ave. There's, you know, pretty busy roads, but, you know, they've carved out a little space for the bikes. Mm. So ideally, um, I would also, you know, at some point, I would also get like a scooter, like a Vespa type of thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, and not drive my car around. Yeah. So I would consider doing that. So, I, I would say California benefits from that because, you know, as it was, you know, later you know um explored and stuff the streets weren't made like a madman had a seizure with a pen yeah then there's that so yeah and they're way close together here and they're very narrow at times even in boston you get some narrow streets where like one car can't park on the side um but out there all the roads yeah, are nice they're nice and wide different. yeah yeah I, I remember San Jose and Santa Cruz up in San Francisco. San Francisco's a little narrow, but all the other roads, like the, the San Jose roads where my family, um, my my aunts and uncle and cousins used to live, um, they were all nice and wide. Real nice and wide streets. Like, 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 like I would, and they were all well-maintained, which is another, because they don't have frost heaves. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I haven't I haven't come across too many like shitty roads or anything like that. Yeah. So knock on right. Ways. So um I do feel like we're missing the, the heat wave. You on definitely the West. are. We definitely it's, are. It's just it's this weird north yeah. and the, and what and e and uh east. Yeah, my friend Susan up in Portland, Oregon. Oh my god. She she texted me it's eighty five degrees like sitting in a bath you know she's sitting in her bathtub with a bunch of ice yeah and uh it's like 85 degrees in her bathroom yeah you know 111 degrees outside it's right just, and it's not going to get better for another couple of days she's probably got another you know a couple of days of this before it gets down to like oh 90 outside yeah yeah it's very so dangerous it's, for people it's up rough. there right yeah. now it was 113 in British Columbia. I was saying to Bill when we were doing Outside the Cinema, I'm like, normally when you think British Columbia, you think, oh, it's a little chilly or rainy. You don't think 113 degrees. No. It's crazy. No, not at all. So people, people be safe. You know, the 12 people that listen to us, if you're up there, be safe. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's craziness. Uh, but you know what? Yeah. There's no such thing as climate change. No. So, whatever. No. There is. So uh, Why anyway, would there be? are you uh, you all caught up on a uh, Bad Batch and Loki? Yes, I am. Yes, of course uh, I'm, I am. <laughs> I'm really, really, really digging um, Bad Batch now. I really yeah. am. I love the fact that they have now acknowledged that Omega is Boba Fett's sister. Yes, I think that, that's fantastic. And that Boba is it was codenamed Alpha. Yep, I like that. Yeah. Now I I you also see some speculation out there somewhere in the interwebs that when they cloned Omega, that she might have gotten some of the like force sensitive DNA or 
that they're saying that, oh, she's force sensitive. I mean, might that have been part of what they did or do they want her just because she's like, like pure Django? I think they want her to, to shore up their numbers because didn't they say that the, the sample they have is, um, yeah, it's degraded. It's degrading. Yeah. So I don't, and we haven't seen anything yet that even hints at force sensitivity. No, I honestly believe that if she was going to be force sensitive, she would have used it by accident now in the situation. Yeah, exactly. By accident. The way that Grogu did when he saw that, that, you know, the Mandalorian was in trouble. It's just like, whoa, 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 what the fuck is this? You know, doing the hand thing. I don't even know what that is. Right, right. Do the magic hand thing. Hi. Right. So, um, yeah, I, and I hope that Omega is not force sensitive. I'm hoping that that you know, Camino wanting her so badly is purely just a yeah. It's a business move, man. She's like the juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm totally fine with that because their their whole deal is clones. So right. that's it. That's they've developed these 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 creatures, these warriors, whatever you want to call them, the clones, and uh, that's it. That's 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 their thing. And that's all and their thing is. <laughs> How nasty was it to see that like fucked up Snoke mistake fall oh, on top of Fennec? Oh my I, god! I listened. <laughs> I listened to the descriptive video. Oh my god! And it's that a, was it's so a, gross. It's a Kaminoan. It wasn't oh, a really? Snoke. Yeah. It looked like a Snoke. It did. It did. But then when you watch it, if you turn up your contrast or brightness a little bit, you can see the big Camino yeah. eye on it. Because uh, I'm like, okay, this is the this is the most blatantly evident thing that we've had going with, with these Snoke things. But also, what was the first face? Was that like a, a Nine Numb looking dude inside the tank? I don't know. I because couldn't. It wasn't a Camino face, so I don't know. I mean, what else are they cloning, I think, is one of those questions that, that, you know. And why was this place shut down as it had been for so long, obviously? Yeah, like, what went wrong? Because there's still, like, you know, the batteries still work. The lights still went on. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why they left. I wonder what went awry. Yeah. So... I was thinking there's some monster running around the place, and that would have been a fun little distraction. <laughs> I really enjoyed Fennec's fight with Cad Bane. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. That was nice. That was. So, And I liked seeing him get thrown over the edge because your brain goes, oh, and then you see his boot rock. He's right, just like, right. yeah, that's my boy. It was really <laughs> nice to see how he barely had enough juice to get up to the ledge, and he just like brute forced himself over the ledge to get back to safety yeah that was some nice body language going on there yeah if it was if it was a more mature show he'd be like i'm getting too old for this shit yeah but i think that's a good thing too because they are showing that he is too old for that maybe or he's starting to be on his way out a little bit and fennec is the up-and-comer and yeah either either cad bane will show up in um what's it called in the the book of boba fett or he'll be dead and people can say oh well why wasn't he on the ship with vader i don't know maybe because he he took him hostage i had the biggest 
fucking Star Wars nerd moment the other day. I'm reading, I'm going through the Aftermath series again, and I'm in the the middle book, Life Debt, right? And through these books, they'll do, you know, sort of, you know, as a chapter break, there's a little story break. They'll do these little vignettes, these little interludes. Okay. And there are little things going on on different planets and stuff like that that aren't necessarily connected to the main story. Mm. So in one of these interludes, it, and, and I read this book before and I never made the connection before. Um, so I'm reading through this story and it's it takes place on Tatooine mm. and it's talking about this rancor keeper and it's you know Jabba's rancor keeper Malakili or something yeah. like that right so it's kind of like the aftermath of what happens um, on Tatooine in Jedi when okay. the barge when the barge goes down and damages and you know the Sarlacc in the yeah. Sarlacc pit and that the Jawas are collecting all sorts of shit from that mistake um, including and it just casually mentions that you know armor and stuff like that so that happens and um so then they're talking about him just sort of making his way across the desert you know he's got nowhere to go he goes back to Jabba's palace and then that's sort of like you know people are there but they're just sort of running out you know going through the food no one has oh, yeah. no other hut has come to sort of fill up the the power vacuum mm. so you know that's so and then he goes out into the desert and he's like, I have nowhere to go, nowhere to be. And it's sort of depressing. And then he gets um, kind of attacked by bandits and they're beating the crap out of him and they're taking his stuff and they're about to kill him when um, this, like these two people come and sort of save him. Mm. And one of them has got, um, he goes, oh, you know, some, you know, Mandalorian looking armor. And I'm starting to freak out. I'm like, no fucking way. And it was cut. Cobb Vanth, like, uh, it's just, it's just like, because he's out near that town that I can't remember the name of. Right. And, um, and it was him. And I'm just like, oh my God, I never made this connection that they, they bring him out in this little story. And then he shows up in the fucking Mandalorian. Huh. I was, I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. Nice. <laughs> I was so excited. Um, so yeah, it's just, just one more example of how well they're doing, just keeping all this stuff happening, yeah. you know, yeah. all this continuity stuff. It's brilliant. It really is. So, but yeah, total nerd out moment there. <laughs> so, and, uh, we've gotten further in resistance. We're actually in the beginning of the second season. Oh, and I got to tell you the last two episodes of the first season, cause did you get through the first season? No. So the the second to last episode of the first season shows um what's his face the blonde neo nazi guy Oh I'm, my god I'm I can't, no help the, No um oh in Force Awakens the first order Oh not Hux Hux yes definitely yeah yes oh, Hux He's so a redhead is, why is he a blonde hair I don't know All right He's just, <laughs> To me, he's just like he's like a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Nazi guy. Fair. So, um, so he's they show animated his speech that he's given to all the troops, and then um, you know it's the destruction of the New Republic, mm. and then um, Star Killer Base like shoots off and destroys like Hosnian Prime and stuff like that. So yeah. they show that, 
in this, which is pretty interesting because that's where Kaz, the main character in Resistance, is from. He's from Hosnian Prime, oh, and that gets blown. So this sort of overlaps with stuff that happens in Episode 7. And i got to tell you, the last two episodes of that show, of that season, were actually kind of good. Okay. And we watched the first episode of the second season, and it wasn't bad. Um, there's one of the characters who works like in the garage where he works, the, the, um, the, the black girl, Tam, she ends up going off with the first order by her own choice. Ah, okay. Yeah. It's really, I mean, it's like, Oh, wait a minute. Here's a character I actually like, and I care about what happens and I hope that she sticks with this choice. So, um, so yeah, it's actually getting better. I, I won't yet say that the show is good, but it's 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 less awful. Okay. Which is the best thing I can say about it now. So we'll probably take a break from that, watch episode seven mm. and eight, because then I think the way it ends is like around, you know, in between eight and nine. Okay. So but yeah, that's um what's been going on with Star Wars hmm. stuff for me. All right. Yeah, I have not watched Resistance. Yeah, you can probably not. You're probably <laughs> fine. Just seriously. I mean, I've seen, like, I've read some stuff, like, where does it take place in that? And just as many things say it's canon as things that say it's kind of a standalone. But you've got crossover characters. Leia shows up. But everything that's being Phasma. done now all works together. So it's all canon. Yeah. So who's saying and it's this, not? Well, the thing is, though, this sort of does because it's taking it's it's used. Like I said, it's got Poe Dameron and Leia and it's got Phasma and it shows Hux doing the thing, you know, blowing, you know, they're blowing up planets. So direct references to episode, I mean, seven, like playing out. Yeah. Episode seven. I never never assumed it would not be canon. I mean, it's. Yeah, exactly. It's just not great. It's. Yeah. It's too juvenile. Mm. So, Fair enough. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you happen to ever be like, you know, stuck under something heavy, and you can't reach the remote <laughs> and it's on. So, yeah, that's the ideal time to be watching this show. Well, it's it's so. it's it's a it's a it's only two seasons, so I can at some point see yeah, myself. Yeah, exactly. It, so. So. So, should we talk about Loki? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we know we're getting there, so. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. I just, I, my biggest question for you would be, do you think that what's going on on Lamentus One is, is an enchantment and who's enchanting whom to get the advantage over or was that really happening? Um, Wait, wait, wait. Was what really happening? Like everything that's happening on that planet where they're stuck. Okay, so, all right, let's let's go back, <laughs> so I can get in the same frame of mind that you are, because you're thinking of something that I don't think I've considered. So let's go over the the episode how how where we are. Okay, because I know I watched it. I just I just don't think <laughs> I put that much thought into it. I think I might be at the point where uh, every week I'm like. Okay, that happened. What's next? I I don't think I'm I'm trying to read into it because I want to be surprised. Maybe, 
but yeah i will i will i will think about and give you an answer once we get there so they're on that so they go through the portal um they they end up together on some planet that's about to be destroyed just another apocalypse oh they go through the portal and he chases her to the tva right she fights a bunch of people they struggle together and then they disappear because he has the 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 time ipad yeah and um they jump to lamentis which is a terrible apocalypse she's like nobody gets off the planet what did you do right and then it's it's out of battery so they got to try to find a big power source to to repower the thing right which and, can only um, be this escape arc ship right. that has enough power yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they need to get there, and along the way, they're chatting, getting to know each other, and all of that. And um, you know, she's learning stuff about him. He's learning stuff about her. And um, so there's there's speculation that she is able to enchant him to believing that this is going on. But he also, you know, has got some pretty badass magical skills, and um, so. So some of the places again around the interwebs are just like, so did this happen? Is it not really happening? Like what's going okay. on? Okay. Well, didn't she say she pulls memories from yeah, people see, when that's... she enchants them? So if this didn't happen to Loki, he doesn't have the memory. Right. So, but you know, is it possible for her to inject the both of them into one of her memories if she mm. was there already since she's been you know hopscotching across apocalypses apocalypses right she What's could have plot? been there and he could put her in that but there is also the possibility that they're just there yeah that's what i would prefer quite and the, the tva is going to come in and get them because that's they, what i think is going to happen yeah they'll be able to see where they jump to right right so because it'll it them being there and doing this stuff to these people affects the timeline so they'll get a variance and it'll come off and uh, it'll go off track and yeah that's what i think i think i think it's going to trick you into thinking that it's not real when it is real and the other way around right i think i think that's the deal with it if you think it's if you think it's magic it's real so I, I think, but if that, you know, if the TVA comes and saves them, that means that Sophie's going to be, or Sylvie is going to be um, captured? Yes. Like, I just, like, I don't know her plan, and I don't know his plan, and I love that I don't know these things. Right. And the notion that all the TVA employees are variants with their minds kind of wiped and that's how yes um, well i mean that's how the tva does its job fairs they just grab variants yeah what i like about that is that it wasn't it wasn't sylvie just offering that information up it was her saying that and then loki saying wait what and then him putting it together which which then makes it more believable as an actual story point right and it's not like it's not like oh they're pulling variants out to work in the tva 
if she had said that, we would have been like, yeah, fuck you. But, yeah, because she just said what she said, like, right. oh, this is just a fact. And he's just like, and he put, you know, he did the math and he's just like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Right. So, right. so it's kind of nice to think that, you know, Owen Wilson was a, you know, a jet ski salesman at some yeah. point. Yeah. And that would be, that would be nice because then yeah. he would have actually ridden a jet ski. That's all I want for his character. <laughs> it really is. But I also think, um, that what that one guard told Sylvie um, is that no one is guarding the um, the timekeepers, and they've been dead for thousands of years. That's what I think too. Yeah, and and the TVA is the only thing holding things together. So yeah. then maybe it'll get disbanded or disrupted or something will happen. We'll get Kang the Conqueror in Quantum Mania. Who's a time yeah. traveler will get and then that multiverse. gets us to the multiverse and Doctor Strange and it it allows Venom also to come in to and and mutants to come into the Marvel universe yeah so you so, can have the X Men having their adventures already have been established we already know who they are we don't have to start from scratch with them you know and um. It's it's a great shorthand way for Phase Five to go back to a list characters. Yeah, and not have to worry. Yeah, like you like you said, not have to explain them again or make them happen again. It's yeah. just like, oh, this is good. And then you so, can have I, for the last ever Marvel movie, you can have an X Men Avengers team up. Yeah, and that's it. What you can't do better than that. The thing yeah. that people think would never happen is very close to happen. And by very close, I mean like 10, 15 years away. Right. But it will happen. I mean. Yeah, most definitely. They and said Spider-Man I, would never be in a Marvel movie. And now he's the best Marvel movies. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> but then you bring in Morbius, all of them. You can get Spider-Gwen or Ghost Spider or whatever you want to call her. Deadpool gets brought into the mix. Like everybody can be there. Right. Now, do you think that Disney would do a rated R Deadpool movie? I think they're making it. Are they? Is it going to be? Is are, like, is that like part of the MCU? Let me see. Um, Deadpool 3 confirmed for MCU. This was January 11th of this year. Teases our rating and when it's filming. I don't All see right, why they wouldn't. Good. I mean, the other two did incredibly well, and the only time you would have to tone him down is when he's in a PG thirteen one. Yeah. So what I think is great though, just the notion that at some point Ryan Reynolds went into a theater went into a a a, a meeting. Yeah. And had to say, I just want my dude to say fuck yeah. a few times, yeah. right? You know, like <laughs> arguing for that and that it makes artistic sense. Because it does, because that's who his dude is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, and he's got to walk out of that meeting going, how is this my job? But can you <laughs> like, imagine how he's looking at this now after Fox was bought out by Disney? Can you imagine him thinking, holy shit. The minute I show up in a movie with Spider-Man and Captain America or whoever, 
like that's it that's like the pinnacle of superhero movies when when we get this huge crossover like yeah and, and he then, made his part happen that's yeah good for him and, and he gets he'll get wolverine i mean come on yeah. oh the two of them together should that that'll be fucking ah man the beautiful. only thing that i lament is that it wouldn't be hugh jackman unless it was which would be amazing if it's a multiverse thing i could honestly i could maybe see him coming back oh for a, they, sh- they for could a cameo sh- I would, oh man. Yeah. And, oh, that would be so amazing. Here I am just totally nerding out. Or what if if instead, what if instead he just comes across Hugh Jackman as himself? Okay. And it's so just absurdly meta and weird. I would take that too. Because those two are so much fun together. Yeah. And he'd just have to seek it out of here, bub. Or something, you know. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God, that would be so incredible. And yeah, you know, yay for Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There was a time time where I did not like him, where I thought he was super annoying. But as he's gotten older, he's really dialed into um, his specific thing. And it's not so bad. He's he's great. He's the same. I mean, Peter and I did a show about him, and he's done like that. He's been the same guy in everything yeah. he's been in. Yeah. But it's but it's great. It's like De Niro's been the same guy in everything he's been in. You know. Yeah. Um, and then at a certain point, it's like, all right, just stop because we've had enough oh, of you. No, I'll take De Niro as a mobster guy. Oh, as anytime. a mobster, yeah, but yeah, because that's the De Niro thing. All right. Did you um, ever notice that De Niro now? looks like Scorsese then. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. And um, <laughs> kind of like the same way that um, DiCaprio is morphing into kind of like a Nicholson. Like they're all turning, like everybody yeah. who does those movies, it's like, oh my God, they're all turning into the same person. <laughs> yeah. It's like a weird, yeah. now I can make these, now I can make these references. It's like a weird Rick and Morty yeah. kind of episode where they're all morphing into each other. Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I watched that show. <laughs> Last night's was very interesting. Oh, uh, I'll I'll never watch it live because it's it's oh, on I didn't. like what? I watched it when I got home from work, but it's on it's Adult Swim, right? I don't know. It was. Uh, I'll just know. end up binging the season when it's available uh, somewhere. So, um, not bad. Yeah, I, I liked I liked the second episode more than the first one. I'll give it that. But enough of that because we don't really we're not a Rick and Morty show. We just watch no. the show and don't talk about it because. The fans are worse than Star Wars fans. So, um, yeah. So I, I'm eagerly awaiting some uh, some Marvel news. The Shang-Chi, the new Shang-Chi trailer made oh. it look super, super, like, enjoyable. Yeah, that looks really, really fun. I wasn't really into it before, but now I'm like, oh. Yeah, I mean, you're introducing a, a character that, like if you weren't alive in the 70s reading comics you, you're not really gonna or you yeah. know i can't say you're not gonna know who he is because he's been around but this is this is more obscure than ant-man or you know any any of the you know secondary 
I like character. the rings on the arm and the way they kind of come off and you get like yeah. used as a, like that's just yeah. very very cool. Very interesting. Very innovative. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. And then uh, you get Abomination from uh, right? the, the Norton Hulk movie, so that's nice to pull that back together. So yeah, I'm I'm down for Was, that. Um, and that was Wong fighting Abomination in the cage, right? I saw no some idea. like I only watched it once because I'm like, it was. I don't want to overdo it. But yeah, it wouldn't looked, surprise me. I saw one of those like, oh, Easter eggs you missed. And um uh, it's just like, yeah, that looks like Wong. I was just like, why the fuck would Wong be in like some sort of weird cage match? Yeah. Who knows? Doesn't seem very Wongy to me. Maybe uh the prize is a tuna melt. That's true. That's true. He is a fan of that tuna melt. Put a tuna melt in that boy. Yep. Wouldn't say no to a tuna melt. <laughs> so you. So, okay. So we covered your question with Loki. Now at this point in the episode, they are trapped on a planet with no way off. Yes. Because the arc they were supposed to get to um, destroyed was was wrecked at first they thought so clearly if sylvie had been there before she wasn't aware that the ark is destroyed before takeoff just oh no 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 she said nope no she had mentioned she mentions in the episode that nobody gets off right nobody that leaves the, the arc, planet but yeah that the ark doesn't leave i thought it was it starts to take off and there is something they could do to avoid it not uh. not it's sitting on the platform and the top of it is just sheared off. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's interesting that 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 was their plan. It 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 could be Loki enchanting her, if only because it's such a terrible plan. Because if they were in that ship, they'd be dead. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it's not the because he should be able to. He's got a strong mind, you know. He he would be able to resist any enchantment. And she yeah. tries right ahead, so that's why. And that's she why also, I, I think, has a strong mind. He's not going to yeah. enchant her, and that's not real. I mean, he does little like misdirections and duplicating himself and stuff like that. But you know, uh, but enchanting. Have we really seen that from him? Oh, that's, oh, oh, oh. Oh. What if? What if before he runs through that portal in the last episode, he duplicated himself? He what? What if Loki duplicated himself and the duplicate ran through the portal? So the show starts off next week, and he turns to her and says, "Sorry," and he just disappears. There are probably huh. a couple of points where he could have duplicated himself in the TVA. This is true. Um, that would yeah. be more complicated. But how long can he maintain that? Who knows? Who knows? I I mean, don't like know. It, it killed Luke Skywalker. Okay. So, um, but Loki's a, Loki's a god. So Loki, Loki. Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> device worked really well in Total Recall. What are we doing here? <laughs> Uh, so it's not how it works man you're not being realistic <laughs> those so fucking guys. i just i just hope that 
when whatever is revealed is revealed, I give it the same thing I get with a really clever Doctor Who episode where I lean back and I go, oh, I never would have thought of that. That would That's enough for me. Yeah. Or if it's the thing I just said, then I'll be like, ah, good on you, TV show. So. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't want to be like, oh, this thing again. Like, like just in resistance where we've got that person who decides to go over to the first order. Mm. And she like made this decision because she felt that she was betrayed by the others who didn't tell her anything about that they were working for the resistance. So she's pissed at them, right? She has no allegiance to them. She decides to be a pilot for the first order. And you know, at some point toward the end of the season, there's going to be this thing where she's going to face off against Kaz, the main character idiot. And um, it's, you know, like, oh, you got to kill him or shoot down his ship and she'll choose not to because it's a kid show and she'll go over to the good side. I hope it's not like because you hate bullshit like that. I want to see her kill somebody. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, it is nice and refreshing when something in a show happens and you're just like, oh, I yeah. really like that. And, <clears throat> you know, that's what WandaVision was the whole entire yeah. time. It was just like, oh, my God, I didn't think of that. And that's fucking awesome yeah so whereas you know the you know falcon and the snowman there it was just like yeah okay this is going exactly the way i think it's gonna go yeah so yeah it was enjoyable enough to watch once i have no problem yeah with that. yeah it's 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 like it's like an episode of shield that he's just kind of watching go okay this is <laughs> this is moving the overall plot along this is fine. Yeah. No one's really in any jeopardy here. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody's going to stick around. Right. Right. So, I mean, and it was fun to see Julie Louis Dreyfus be kind of all, you know, that shady. was good. She's a good addition. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, I was watching all this stuff. Uh, all these, all these shows, you know, the, the WandaVision, all of that. And looking at the actors and actresses that they get or actors, I guess, that they get for uh, for these shows, and looking at what we got for Justice League as far as actors go, and Marvel just has a way of attracting higher tiered talent. It seems, and I think that is part of the reason why DC's movies don't do as well. You know, I and I think that that's I I would agree. I think that that's a a a, a part of it, right? Because there um, are some like Captain Boomerang that isn't a huge name, and he's fantastic. I love him in that movie. He's really funny. You know, but like Ray Fisher isn't isn't a household name. I thought he. But he could have been though. He could have been. He could have, but he you was know, really stiff. I did. The Snyder Cut is what made him a likable character, but not everybody's going to sit down and watch that. Affleck Affleck should be in the movie that that Pattinson's doing now, because that's like a, like, Detect, you know, greatest detective Batman yeah, kind of thing. But it's like he should be in that one. Batman, so. Yeah, and that you know. But I think Pattinson's so, gonna kill it. I think I think he's gonna be good because he is a good actor. Yeah, and I and I think that I think it will be good. Yeah. Um, Henry Cavill is fine. Gal Gadot as as an actor, I haven't seen her in much else other than Wonder mm. Woman, and she was in a like a comedy with. Yeah. 
John Hamm or something. Her voice um, acting in Wreck-It Ralph 2 was, was it didn't, it, it wasn't like bad. It fit with everybody else, so that was fine. But, but that's the thing even for like the second name, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel like DC's looking to have the same scope. I just think that DC, I, I still think they rushed it. I think they wanted to be where the MCU, I think they wanted to fast forward to yeah. like, you know, oh, oh, this is where the MCU is after eight years. We want to be there. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, they would have been better off starting with um, even an Aquaman movie. And you know how I feel about Aquaman. Yeah, but you this know, Aquaman, or Flash, this, um, you know, kind of do name, something um, the, way, the way. And Jason the, Momoa's Aquaman is actually good. And I'll take him. He's fine. Yeah. Like, I saw that movie. I think I've seen that movie three times, which is... <laughs> I hate Aquaman. I'm going to watch his movie. I hate Aquaman, but I, like, but I like him. And he yeah. makes Aquaman tolerable. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know? That was a so, good decision for casting. Definitely. Yeah. Because so, he's not all dour and grim like everybody else. I mean... I thought that, that Diana should have this sense of wonder with the outside world and stuff, and it just didn't feel like that. I know she's in the middle no, of the she war was, and stuff, but I don't because know. Because she's a serious character who's plus, and to add to that seriousness, you, you put on a layer of melancholy, yeah. and it's just like, oh, I see. Your seriousness is just buttered over with depression. God, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it really just makes you seem sort of, you know, detached and, and boring. I mean, and and Superman, thus, you know, oh, fuck him. Just, I don't think they could have fucked up Superman any more than they did. Uh, plus, Superman is a boring character to begin with. But, you, but Christopher Reeve did a great job with him. Oh, most definitely. So it can be done. You just have to have, you just have to have a director with a vision that fits Superman. You're not making a movie about fucking Homelander or Omega Man from uh, or whatever his name is from um, uh, Invincible. You know where you have this superpowered god character who just is now like bought into it and thinks he's better than everybody else. Superman is is humble and he's there to help other people. And he's supposed to be the one that, you know, gives you hope. He stopped, in the comic, he stopped a kid from jumping off a building and, and gave her a hug. And, you know, sh that's what Superman does for the big shit right. with land grabs by Lex Luthor and individual people. This Superman was just, oh, hey, don't rescue that bus full of drowning children because somebody might see you. Yeah. Fuck you, Superman's dad. You're not Superman's dad. You're like Superman's stepdad. Fuck you. I hated. Was it was Kevin Costner, right? Yeah. That's how much I give a shit about it. I don't. I don't even care to remember. That was the yeah. worst fucking pocket I've ever seen. Yeah. Totally I mean the fucked up, but Clark. You're right though. I mean Superman's other superpower is his hopefulness and his optimism about humanity. Yeah. And the way you give him conflict is to have that challenged. Yep. 
how the fuck do you do that when he's his nemesis is a fucking corrupt century 21 agent you know yeah. i mean that's, <laughs> that's that? why that's why batman and superman clash because superman wants it done the right way and batman wants it done just done yeah they agree on not killing people for the most part because both superman and batman have killed you know oh yeah enemies so that's but superman wants it done by the law by the book and batman's like i'll fucking you know what they'll be in a jail cell just look away yeah so and that's that's where the conflict needs to come from but that's really subtle and it takes a lot to work up to it i think batman's batman's greatest villain is you know not the joker not the penguin not the riddler but whoever is like the administrator at arkham <laughs> like could you please like his his biggest problem is hr because they just keep hiring the dumbest fucking people to run that place well maybe they have to let everybody out because the guy was beaten up almost to the point of death and he had got no due process and he was just thrown in jail i mean if you really look at it batman yeah. batman's a dumb character when you really look at it well they're all but like <laughs> they're all ridiculous. he's really stupid like i'm gonna save the city why who gives a shit it's a city like there's thousands of them what is special about gotham right if you could just you know maybe write a check and expand meals on wheels that would probably do more good yeah how about hire good lawyers how about yeah. run the corruption out of the city how about how about like you know funding education so these people don't see that their only option is to be a henchman for fucking two-face like Jesus Christ, yeah. the number one, the number, the number one employer in Gotham is probably Walmart, but really, it's um, <laughs> Wayne Industries, and the second one is like Goon. It's so stupid when you look at it. It's like what has there should be a Batman comic where he figures it out. World's greatest detective can't figure out why you got so many criminals generation after generation. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. At, at a certain you know, point, it does get a little tedious. And that's why I don't mind Marvel just resetting shit. You know? Also, you know, with Batman, it's just like, you know what? You did t you're 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 a genius. You know, you've gone through all this training, all this science stuff. You know what? Take a take a maybe maybe a uh, a master's level class on public policy. Yeah. See, you know, let's look at the reasons for the crime. Yeah. Yeah. So, meanwhile, you've got the Avengers flying around. Everybody knows who they are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like the Slave One dilemma. It's like, oh, shit. Nope. I mean, okay. So, I don't know. Because I was just talking to Ellen about this stuff. You saw the thing where Disney is going to move away from using the name of Fetch Ship, right? Yeah, why? Because of the word slave? I don't give a shit, honestly. It's never been referenced as Slave One, as far as I can tell, in any spoken dialogue in any of the movies or cartoons. True. So, the... Yeah, how do we know that's called a slave? Isn't that weird? Because Kenner put the toy out, and that was the name on it. Fair enough, yeah. Right, probably. but also, also the behind-the-scenes, the artwork for Empire Strikes Back 
Nilo Radishimaro uh, has it labeled as Slave One, so that must have been in the script for a while. But it was never named. Like, nobody ever said Ewok, you know? That's true. So, But it's Wookiee backwards. Yeah. So what we have is... It's not a problem. I don't give a shit about the name of the ship because it's the name of the ship. It's not. They're not changing the name. They're just not going to say it. And who says, oh, shit, I got a TIE X-1 advanced behind me. I need some help. No, <laughs> you say, Darth Vader's on my ass. Can somebody help me out? So when this ship comes out of hyperspace, you're not going to go, oh, it's Slave 1. You're going to go, oh, fuck, it's Fett. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Realistically, yeah, that is true. Han says the name of his ship so often because he's egotistical about it, and that's fine. Well, it's the Millennium Falcon, so yeah. And the only time uh, they name Star Destroyers is when when the Empire is saying contact Star Destroyer Avenger or or whatever, so they can, like, call that specific ship, you know. So it's not, I mean, and, and, and... they don't call them X-Wings when they're flying them. They're Red 5, Red 2, Blue 3, whatever. Oh, by the way, I saw... Um, I'm still kind of collecting the um, the Black Series 6-inch figures. Yeah. But only certain characters. I did see... You remember the guy in Rogue One that was flying the X-Wing that had that big smile and the blonde mustache? Yeah. They're making a figure of him. And I'm like, really? all right, all right, I, I'll get that. I like that guy. I'll get him. He <laughs> is guy. so 70s, like Star Wars. Like he could yeah. totally be inserted into a New Hope and completely fit. Yeah, I'm like, seriously. I'm like, all right, that's good. Because Rogue One is about as original trilogy as you can get for a new movie. So Yeah. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, I don't I don't care. I don't care so if what they are, stop um... using the name. And the Lego set is just going to call it Boba Fett's Spaceship. Because what kid is going to tell... We're all smart enough to know that our parents didn't know shit, right? So we would say to them, if we wanted toys, you wouldn't say Slave 1. You'd say, that ship that Boba Fett was in that I'm always drawing? That one. That's the yeah. one I want. And and you, the pa- a parent would look at it. It would say Slave 1 in the, in the 80s. But you look at it, oh, there's Boba Fett. That's the shape and of the also, ship. And also, let's okay, be good. honest. Like, nowadays, yeah, like a parent is going to know. Oh, you talk about Boba Fett ship. Yeah, right. I know it's slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but no, that you you make a really good point about how like when like the first time we saw that ship in Mandalorian, you just like fat. Yeah, yeah, right. Or we could just call it the Prisoners with Jobs One ship. <laughs> By the way, I was watching um, Ragnarok again because obviously I was, and. I love that movie for a very specific reason, outside of the rest of the reasons, which are movies great and Korg's in it. Um, I was watching the background stuff this time around, and all of the love given to Jack Kirby and his design work in that movie is just—it's just beautiful to see. It's the yeah. Kirby did these crazy designs that really worked well on paper. That were this. It was this retro future 60s sci-fi feel which is really weird but when you see it you're like yep that's what it is and it (laughs) it's one of those things that like a lesser a lesser filmmaker it would look really goofy 
Yeah, there wouldn't be that attention paid. But but if they did it, it would be ugly. And here it's everywhere. <laughs> and it's beautiful. They did such a great job. I don't know. I don't I don't do a lot of listen to a lot of people that like review movies cuz I have my opinion and it doesn't matter if you liked it or not. I liked it, right? So I don't know uh, all of the talk about Kirby's uh, influence on that, but I mean, I can honestly tell you, whatever has been said, I don't think it's enough. Kirby was such an influence on on the look of comics, and I'm and I'm glad, and I really hope it follows through into the next one. So, well, if you know Watiti is is doing it, you know that it's gonna it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Period. You know he's he's fantastic. It's it's he's he's one of those filmmakers that that if I see him doing this, after uh, what we do in the shadows, I really obviously started paying attention to him. And when I saw he was doing a Thor one, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be funny. And it wasn't. Even, I we didn't see either of the other Thor movies in the theater, but when we saw the trailer for this, we're like, we are not missing that. There's just no way. I um, I was just about to say that I got to start watching what we do in the shadows, but I've started. I got to finish it now. Um, I started for all mankind. Oh yeah, on Apple TV, and I got to tell you, it's it's really pretty good. Oh. It's uh, it's like that alternate, like a sort of an alternate history thing where the Russians made it to the moon first. Okay, I enjoy that kind of thing. And yeah, it's it's pretty good. The Russians made it to the moon first. The Russians were the first one to put a woman on the moon. Yeah. So the U.S. is really trying to play catch up. And there's like, you know, like the way they they do the history is like, you know, Nixon loses a re-election bid to Ted Kennedy. Uh-huh. Um, so it's it's a really really great show. And nice. there's they're not afraid to kill people. And it's Good. there's some some really great performances in there. I, I read some of the reviews. They're just like, oh, it's social justice bullshit, blah blah blah. Just like those people can go fuck themselves. But, also, like, um, have you not watched TV or movies in the last hundred years? Right. So, but this is this is it, it's it's really good. I just you know I just want to throw that out there. Hmm. Anybody's looking for their next thing to watch? It's two seasons out. I'm about to start the second season. And um, it's great. What's really, really cool is there's a there's a quick little scene in an episode where um, one of the astronauts comes home from Florida and he's he's got a little present for his son. And it's this little like orange. It's like a like a little it's it's a bank, basically, but it's like okay. an orange that looks like a bird. It's like I got this big head. Right. And um but it's like this little character that was kind of like a, a thing that tourists got way back oh, in like okay. the sixties and seventies. Yeah. So growing up, my grandmother had one of these oh. from when she went to Florida in like the early to mid seventies. Um she had one of these and it's a little bank and it sat on the side of like her little bedside table for years and years and years. It just sat there. So when she died and I'm just sort of hanging out with like my sisters and my cousins and we're sort of going through, you know, cleaning up the apartment and who gets what, whatever. Um, it was like, oh, who wants the orange? And I'm like, does I'll it, take does it. Does it say on the back of its head, Florida orange bird? Um maybe because i i'm gonna i'm gonna text you a picture real quick text because me i picture. was looking it up because it sounds familiar to me so go ahead go ahead sorry so um so 
we're like, yeah, so yeah, I'm like, I'll take it. I'll take it. Cause again, it just always sat on her bed. So I go over and I pick it up and it's like heavy. <laughs> Is it like Filled. cast iron? Oh, okay. No, no, no. It's plastic. It was the bank. Okay. So I pick it up and it was filled with like silver dollars. Oh shit. <laughs> it's like 80 bucks in there. It's like, huh. this is awesome. So, oh, but it was just so, but I saw this thing and I got to tell you, I almost cried when I saw it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's the exact one. And I have it. <laughs> and I had actually put something on, um, on Instagram with it. Um, uh. when I was packing last year, year and um so i've got a picture of it it's like in a box with with another you know cool little thing i got so it's um i'm gonna yeah so it's on my instagram page huh. so but it's in that but i saw it and it just like because it always reminds me of my grandmother we were yeah. super close and i text a picture i take my sister has an android phone which is stupid so but <laughs> so i for some reason i couldn't text her the picture wouldn't send to her, so I sent it to my nephew, who has an iPhone. Okay. And um, so I said, oh, say, give this to your mom. So apparently he's just like, he sends it to my sister. He goes, yeah, I think it's a picture of Uncle Frankie and like Cole when he was a baby or something. Or maybe it's like Papa with Uncle Frankie when he was young. He goes, I don't know what. So my sister's like, it's about the orange, dumbass. It's just like, it's like those, like only because like you can see the two people in the in the picture, like uh, in the frame. She's like, these are not your relatives. Like, what is wrong with you? Ah, <laughs> uh, so but yeah, it was just it was a really cool little like thing to see this obscure, yeah, little piece of you know. I don't know, Americana memorabilia kind of thing. So. It looks like it's a Disney Park thing for Florida. May have been. So, I'm, I'm going through um, eBay and he's on plates and dresses and yeah. ashtrays. Yeah. Is the bank worth anything? It depends. Um, <laughs> if it's got $85 worth of silver dollars <laughs> in it, it's worth $85.50. There's one listed for $65. There's a $42 one. There's a $99 one, but it comes with the box. Really? Comes with the box. A $50 one, a $24. There's a glass with him dancing on it. Uh, a mug that looks new. Really? The so bank is worth 50 bucks. It, That's well, insanity. Somebody's asking 50 bucks. That's crazy. So, yeah. There is a Disney pin. It's the D with the globe with the Mickey ears on it in between. And, and the bird is flying around the edge with a magic wand. Oh, that's um, funny. And it says Disney Orange Bird D23 Gold Member Florida Fab Five 2021 pin. So he's still around. Yeah. Interesting. That's very cool. I didn't know it was still around. No, I had no idea either. I remember it though. So, huh. Yeah, but it was uh it was just kind of fun. And the show the show's pretty good. So good. um yeah, check that out. Nice. Nice. Well, I think uh I think we're at about an hour. What do you think? Yeah, we're at about an hour. That okay. went by quick. God, we just jabber on, don't we? I know, huh? And people listen to it. That's that's nice. It's encouraging. That's nice. <laughs> and what I'm going to do today is I'm not going to get up as soon as I'm done, and I'm just going to put the show right out. All right. I That's say that. We'll see what it. happens. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Peter and I, I just did a Robert Downey Jr. episode that went for 
like 20 minutes longer than we usually do. So oh, I saw I saw that, that that you were doing that one. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Nice. So, uh, yeah. Anywho. Nice. So uh, you're going to um, pl- plug the show and uh, we'll call it a day. Uh, yeah. My uh, my other show, Ticket Stubs and Popcorn. Um, check it out on YouTube. Check out the uh, the podcast. I'll be the first to admit uh, we've got faces for radio. So um, <laughs> the podcast might work out better for you. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've got, a, we've got a bunch of fun shows coming up. We've got Vin Diesel coming up and uh, Elliot Page and Harrison Ford. So... So those are uh, those some other ones coming up pretty soon. Nice. So keep an eye out for those. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I right. guess we'll be back next week. At we'll some be back point. next week at some we, point. Uh, we record and release episodes based on our joint availability. Oh, yes, our scheduling. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, but we're actually we're pretty consistent weekly ish. Mostly, yeah. I mean, I think we went like. 11 days between one show yeah. and the other ones but this will be this will be a, a couple days early if I put it out today based on last week so that's oh, it that's it folks yeah. have a great week hope everyone's happy and healthy uh, stay safe this summer drink a lot of water and um, yeah, wear your masks every now and again still I did actually Walk into Starbucks the other day, and uh, if you're fully vaccinated, masks are optional. So I went without a mask. Ah. It was uh, weird. It, it is weird to do that. I only at work. I don't wear a mask when I'm in one of the suites by myself, or if it's like one o'clock in the morning and I'm going down the hall to the restroom. Other than that, I do, and I don't. I don't care what people think because I don't. I, it's not that I don't want to get sick with COVID because I'm vaccinated, but I don't. I don't just don't want to get a cold. I, I like not being sick. <laughs> so I don't care um, if it works in China bye. and Japan. Now we can say bye, everybody. Um, if their yeah, rates bye. are down because people wear masks to protect themselves, then I'm, I'll do it. I'll do the same yeah, thing. Because exactly. now it's socially acceptable. Before it wasn't. It was like, oh, what kind of plague are you carrying? But now it's just like, <laughs> right? If you saw somebody wearing a mask, you would avoid them two years ago. Wouldn't you? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, I get it. <laughs> and I think that's good that that's normalized because maybe maybe flu won't spread as, as nasty as it has in the past this year. Maybe I can avoid the summer flu this year. Oh, that'd be Ooh. nice. Hate yeah, because the there's nothing worse than like a flu in the summer. Yeah. Like being... Yeah, like a cold type of thing in the summer. Yeah. That just sucks. Well, except pneumonia. Do I have a fever? Or so. my, do, do <laughs> all right, well, we fever? ended the show about eight August. minutes ago, so. Oh, all right, did we? <laughs> yeah, we did. So I'll I'll, I'll stop recording now because <laughs> we said bye and everything. So. Uh, yeah, we did. I accidentally hit the button. Um, so now <laughs> we could say bye. Now we can say bye, everybody. Yeah, bye. So, you have a movie for me? Yes, sir, I do. This one's going to be called Soul. Oh, pretty reliable subcompact crossover SUV. Okay. That's not... No, we're going to follow this guy named Joe Gardner, right? Does he work for Kia? Not that kind of soul, sir. So, Joe works as a music teacher, and he gets offered a full-time position. Oh, good for him. No, it's not. Oh. Because he dreams of being a jazz musician, and he has an audition to be in this legendary jazz band. Okay, so that's a bad, stable job offering. Okay. Yeah, and he does this audition, and he just does great so he gets a chance to perform later that night oh good for him that's great news yeah, so that he's walking home he's all happy and he dies
What? He dies. He falls into an open manhole, and he's he's deceased now. He's a dead guy. What do you mean? Well, he fell and died immediately, so probably some head trauma, something like that. I, maybe his neck snaps. He dies immediately, so it's got to be pretty traumatic, you know? Dead on impact. Oh, my God. Yeah, and so his soul's on this conveyor belt thing now because of the fatal trauma. Right, okay. What is happening? Well, he's a dead guy now, and his soul's headed to the great beyond, so he starts freaking out. Yeah, understandable. And there are a bunch of other souls on their way there, too. Just anyone who died on Earth in that instant. Well, they must all be freaking out. No, literally all the other souls are cool with this. They're all just pretty much chilling. Not one other soul is freaking out about being dead. No, sir. And so Joe is panicking, but he's stuck on this conveyor belt thing, and it's moving. Well, it's gonna be tough for him to get out of the afterlife system for bringing people to the great beyond. Actually, it's gonna be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Oh, really? Yeah, see, he just kind of pushes through this force field barrier thing and he escapes. He just pushes his way out? He does, yeah, and so then this soul-counting accountant, Terry, is like, hmm, that's weird, the soul count is off. That never happens. So nobody that's ever died has panicked and tried to push their way out? Yeah, no, guess not. So then Joe falls into this place called The Great Before. And what's that place? That's this place where these Picasso-drawing soul counselors prepare souls for life on Earth by giving them personalities. It's both very peaceful and hauntingly disturbing. Oh. So Joe finds out about this thing called the Earth Portal, where the souls can go once they have their Earth Pass. So what does Joe do? Well, he pretends to be a mentor, which are these people that help souls find their spark, which is what they need to get an Earth Pass. Okay. So he goes to this orientation seminar, and he learns all about how souls are given their personalities. Like, one of them is a manipulative megalomaniac who's intensely opportunistic. Why would this place intentionally make people like that? Unclear. So then Joe gets mistaken for this Nobel Prize-winning child psychologist, because he took his name tag. So what happens to that doctor's actual soul? Probably best not to think about that. So Joe gets assigned this soul named 22. And what's 22's deal? Well, 22 doesn't want to go to Earth, and none of her famous mentors have been able to help her find her spark. Oh, famous mentors, huh? Yeah, like she's had Mother Teresa, Abraham Lincoln, Marie Antoinette, who is just ahead, by the way. Because she was decapitated? Right. So souls carry their fatal wounds with them? Does that mean that Abe Lincoln has a big hole in the back of his head? Oh, yeah, I guess gonna be a fun cutaway gag though. Oh, cutaway gags with horrifying implications are tight. Anyway, so then they go to this place called the Hall of Everything to try to find 22 Spark. Okay. And Joe tries to give her some pizza, like maybe she'll be into cooking or baking, but she can't smell or taste it. So she's like, meh. She can't taste or smell? Now see, the whole place is like hypothetical, so senses don't exist. But they're looking at each other, right? Using their sense of sight? Dang it. So anyway, then they go to this place called The Zone. And this is where people go when they get into like a flow state or if they're meditating. Oh, interesting. And so they go talk to this guy Moonwind who's in there. And how did he get there? In a way that hopefully only parents will understand. Gotcha. And so his body is actually physically in New York, just a couple of blocks away from where Joe's body is. He could have been anywhere on the planet, but he's a couple of blocks away from them. Yeah. That works for me. Okay, thank God. So then he does this ritual thing, and then this is going to turn into a body swap comedy for quite some time. What? Yeah, Joe's soul goes into a cat's body, and 22 goes into Joe's body. Well, what happens to the cat? Oh, well, we're gonna cut away and show that the cat's soul is headed to the great beyond, so it's gonna be pretty funny. The main characters just killed a cat, but in a funny way. So then Joe and 22, they start freaking out a bit. Isn't Joe's body, like, severely injured? No, he's all good now. But he fell so hard that he died. Well, technically, his soul is in a holding pattern, but yeah. All right, so he's gotta have, like, a cracked skull or a broken bone. No, he's all good now. Okay. So then they go see that conveniently placed Moonwind guy, and 
he's like, I can do a ritual to put Joe's soul back into his body before the big jazz show tonight. Oh, wow, 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 wow. And so then Joe, as a cat, tries to give himself a haircut, but he messes it up because he's a cat. Why would he try to do that? I don't know. The guy wears a hat all the time. I'm just filling up some screen time. Oh, okay. And then later he rips his pants, so he's got to get his pants fixed. And that... Just kind of filling up the midsection of this movie. I don't know. I feel like that great before place sounded really interesting. Maybe we could spend more time there. Yeah, no, instead we're going to spend a lot of time on this body swap haircut pants ripping thing. Well, okay then. Anyway, so eventually it's time for them to go back to the great before, but now 22 likes being on Earth. Oh. But then they do go back and they realize that she has her Earth pass now. Oh, so her spark was living on Earth? Something like that, yeah. So then Joe uses the Earth pass to go back into his body. Oh, good for him. So he does his jazz show. He does, and it goes great, but then he feels empty inside. Oh, same Z's. Yeah, he thought it was supposed to be his purpose, but then he looks at all this random stuff that 22 collected when she was him, and he realizes that enjoying life is what's important. Nice, nice, nice. So he plays some jazz and gets back into the zone and tracks her down. Oh, he does. Yeah, and then he basically sacrifices himself so she can go down to Earth and live a life. Oh, a very generous sacrifice. Right, and now he's back on that conveyor belt elevator thing, and now he's at peace. Wow. And then one of those soul counselors pops up and is like, hey, we decided to give you another chance on Earth because you were inspiring. Oh, we're kind of backing away from that sacrifice. Okay. Yeah, well, it's a nicer ending this way. That's true, and it is an important message overall. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Well, I think it's important for kids to understand that, you know, their loved ones that died, first of all, didn't try hard enough to come back and also weren't inspiring enough. Oh, that's not a very nice message. Okay, so what do you think? Well, it sounds like an interesting movie. I'm just kind of wondering what happened to the body of that dead cat. All right, well, actually, when Joe goes back into his body, we're going to see that the cat is back, too. What? I mean, they say the cats have nine lives, so it, it kind of works. So we're saying that whenever a cat loses one of its nine lives, its soul is replaced by a completely different soul? Uh... Like, the body keeps living, but the soul is just replaced entirely. Oh, please stop finding horrifying implications in my cutaway jokes. Are we gonna explain the nine lives thing or the cat's just gonna be alive again? The second option. Feels like people are gonna have some questions about that. I don't think so. But maybe, but probably. Well, if they do, we can explain it online or something, but they're gonna get it. <laughs> 